It's been a while. Welcome to Uncle Pete's Storytime. I am your friend, Uncle Pete. And today we're going to tackle a subject near and dear to my heart. Or at least something that's near and dear to clogging the arteries of my heart anyway. This story is called God's Own Sandwich. A love story between an average guy and a well-above-average sandwich. As I've mentioned from time to time, I've been lucky enough to travel all over the United States of America. Because of my former life as a stand-up comic, I've been to 42 of the 50 states. Now, I'm sure most comics that have been at it a long time have been to at least 45 and possibly all 50. And really, they should have been if they want to make a living. And you don't learn anything about anywhere until you've actually been there. And the cliché is that you've never really been somewhere until you've eaten the local food. And while that certainly is grounded in truth, one thing I found out is that traveling entertainers don't often have the money for local food, unless that food is locally bought at a gas station and it's a can of store-brand ravioli of some kind that you eat while sitting on the edge of your hotel bed while watching the Food Network on TV. But there's almost always enough money for a sandwich. And the great Tina Fey character Liz Lemon in the sitcom 30 Rock once said, All anybody really wants is to be left in peace and quiet to eat a sandwich alone. And the late great Warren Zevon's most simple yet profound advice after learning that he was terminal with cancer was, Enjoy every sandwich. That was the name of his tribute album when he passed away. He could have chosen any other simple pleasure in life, But he chose the sandwich. And you know, darn near anything you can think of stuck between a couple of pieces of bread or maybe stuffed into a roll, that's a sandwich. Portable, requires no silverware. If need be, it can even be eaten behind the wheel of a moving automobile, although ideally sitting in peace and quiet. But it doesn't have to be in peace and quiet. You can enjoy a sandwich with your friend. Share it. Trade one half of your ordered sandwich in exchange for half of their ordered sandwich. Sandwiches can expand your taste buds' horizons on what does and also what does not go together. Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, famously woke up his posse and then woke up his private jet pilot and had him fire up the plane to go out to Denver to get a fool's gold loaf sandwich a peanut butter, blueberry jam, and bacon sando, and a whole loaf of Italian bread, which he and his cronies ate on the runway at the old Stapleton Airport so the king could eat his sandwich in peace. The original Fool's Gold Loaf was designed to feed six to eight people, but Elvis being Elvis would polish one off all by himself. The restaurant that used to serve the uh, Fool's Gold Loaf sandwich is no more, but the man who created it, still serves it in his own cafe now, even to this day, 50 50 years almost since Elvis died. I guess it would be about 45 years. Good grief, time does fly. Well, growing up in my parents' home, we always had William's white bread, and whatever mom decided went between those two slices of William's white bread is what your sandwich was that particular day. Now, my dad liked fried egg sandwiches for breakfast. So every now and again, I would open up my lunch bag at school and find that Mom had packed me a fried egg sandwich, which by now had gone cold and the bread was a little soggy, though surprisingly not intolerably so. 
just the right amount of residual grease from frying eggs in imperial margarine. My dad liked his fried eggs cooked hard to where there was no runny yolk, so I grew up liking my fried eggs cooked hard. Such a fan in general of sandwiches was my dad that he would sometimes go to the deli counter at Minute Market, the little local convenience store on Stewart Avenue, and get a selection of their finest meats and cheeses. Hey, this was the 70s and 80s after all. Their finest meats and cheeses usually consisted of bologna and roast beef and a couple of kinds of salami and God help us, maybe pimento loaf and well, if we got lucky, maybe also pepperoni. There was Colby and Swiss and maybe Munster cheese if we were feeling extra fancy. And that's what we'd have for dinner. Nobody said it was supposed to be fancy. And it was just flat out delicious. And a way for mom to get a night off from cooking dinner. Every now and again, we'd have the fancy spicy brown mustard or maybe Dijon mustard for our sandwiches. And if we really hit the jackpot... We'd get some Mackenzie Farm sourdough bread. Well, how can a sandwich open your mind? <laughs> By being full of surprises. When I was in fourth grade, my class was going on a field trip, and I forgot to bring my lunch. Fortunately, my friend's mom had an extra peanut butter sandwich in her bag. I've grown to suspect that all moms of nine-year-old boys pack extra food for just such an occasion. I thanked her because manners, and as our class sat upon Table Rock at the end of our hike, looking down on the view of the Rogue Valley, I bit into the spare peanut butter sandwich, which as it turned out, didn't have jelly, but rather honey. Holy jumping up and down, Martha! What a revelation! For the next week, I made peanut butter and honey sandwiches for lunch. The humble sandwich had opened up my eyes, but we were just beginning, because on one ripping hot Medford summer day in about 1986, my mom said there was no way she was going to be in the kitchen cooking dinner that night, but my parents also didn't want to spend too much money, so we weren't going out to a restaurant. I suspected we were going to be getting cold cuts from the minute market, but then my dad threw a curveball. He said, why don't I phone in an order and go pick up some garbage grinders from Luigi's? Now, somehow, despite having lived in Medford, Oregon for all of what at that point was about 15 years, I'd never had Luigi's. My life was about to change forever. Dad placed a call and ordered two large original world-famous garbage grinders with no tomatoes, which would be for us teenage boys who had inherited our father's dislike of tomatoes, one regular original garbage grinder with no tomatoes for himself, and one regular original garbage grinder for mom, who does not share in the dislike of tomatoes. Luigi's Italian Sandwiches was founded in Medford, Oregon in 1969. It changed ownerships a couple times, went through a few location changes as well, and for a while they had a shop out by Blackbird, the outdoor supply store over on West Main. And for a bit, they even had a cart in a vacant parking lot on Stewart Avenue. But ultimately, they settled in the shack across the street from the Rogue Valley Mall on Riverside, one of the higher traffic areas of town. As I mentioned at the top, I have been around the U.S. quite a bit. 
I've eaten many a great sandwich when the money allowed. I had a pheasant salad sandwich in Brookings, South Dakota. Delicious. I've eaten fried pork tenderloin sandwiches in Iowa and Montana, both Butte and Helena. I've even had a lobster roll at a diner somewhere in Bethel, Maine, and and even a hot brown in Kentucky. And the more I think about that, the more I think they really ought to change that name, but whatever. Now, I don't count burgers or hot dogs or even tacos in the sandwich category, even though they are maybe technically sandwiches, but they're really their own category. A Sonoran hot dog from El Guero Canelo in Tucson, Arizona, is one of my favorite culinary delights. My goodness. And the Daddy-O Burger at the Westside Drive-In in Boise, Idaho, that's a party in your mouth. But when it comes right down to meat, bread, cheese, condiments, I have yet to find a sandwich to top Luigi's. I live in the Portland area now, and we have lots of pretenders to the crown for best sandwich in the state of Oregon, but I get the feeling that none of them have driven to the far end of I-5. I mean, you almost get to California, and you can stop, and you can smell it. The world-famous original garbage grinder has ham, salami, pepperoni, bell peppers, tomatoes if you want them, of course I don't, shredded cheese blend, and onions, lots of onions. You can order it without onions, you know, if you hate America or whatever. The preparation is actually fairly simple, and the sandwich goes through a conveyor belt oven going in a cold sandwich that would probably be good on its own, but it comes out a toasted work of art. And the secret sauce. It adds what the French like to call a certain I don't know what to give the grinder that extra little kick. The secret sauce looks like Italian dressing, and it tastes like Italian dressing. But brother, it ain't Italian dressing. You can make it an ultimate. Add Italian sausage, mushrooms, and olives or jalapenos if you want them. Or you can even have them put the onions on top before it goes through the oven instead of after. From time to time in this short life, you have experiences that make you feel like you're not alone. Like there is a benevolent higher power somewhere out there who wants you to be happy. And every time I walk into that red, green, and white shack with its four indoor seats at a cramped counter and four outdoor tables, I'm transported through space and time. The smell of toasting bread and Onions, so very many onions, and a nondescript layer of grease that just seems to hover over the building. You can get the garbage grinder to go, as we did that one time, but it's best to grab one of the eight seats and eat it there, or maybe even go ahead and eat it on the trunk of your car if it isn't summer and super hot, because if you drive more than about five minutes away, by the time you open up your sandwich, it will be a virtually unrecognizable greasy mess still delicious mind you but the best possible way is to have it right out of the oven while the bread is still nice and toasty and crunchy on the bottom what you do is you see you kind of hold it up from the basket just just enough to let some of the steam escape and let the heat out and then when it's tolerable in temperature you just start chowing down on that bad boy and be grateful that you're sitting down because that first bite will buckle your knees. You may have to shower afterward for a number of reasons. Now, straight up, I don't go back to Medford, Oregon unless I have to. 
I mean, I have some great friends still there, but I've seen all there is to see in that town. However, there come times, usually about once a year, when I just have to make the four-hour drive to eat what I like to call God's own sandwich. There's no other sandwich for which I would make that kind of a trek. I mean, once you've been to Fenway Park, everything else is like beer league softball, you know. But it's early in the year, currently unemployed. I don't have a lot to look forward to so far. But if I know me, there will be a time this year when I take a seat in my four-wheeled fortress of solitude, crank up the music, and drive down I-5, just so that I can eat a collection of meats, cheeses, veggies, and undeniable grease that somehow is an edible time machine. Well, that's really all I had today. It was just a little story about Luigi's original garbage grinders in beautiful, sunny Medford, Oregon. Might be heading down there pretty soon. Not 100% sure. Friend has a birthday. We'll see. May go to, may go to Home Depot. Don't have time. Don't know. Yeah, something like that. Some reference to old school right there. Well, any hoodles, I hope you enjoyed that, and you're probably hungry right now, and who can blame you? You're probably thinking about a sandwich. <laughs> I think I'll go make one myself. Maybe peanut butter and honey. I'll talk to you next time.